welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. I'm coming to you live from New York City, where we have the UN General Assembly in session. Today is the first official day of debate. According to UN rules, the debate is to last nine days, although in recent years they've managed to wrap things up usually in about seven days. It's a crazy time to be in New York. There's intense security everywhere. Traffic is gridlocked. There are private security firms guarding entire floors in the hotels that are housing visiting delegations. Hotels are incredibly expensive, and restaurants need to be booked well in advance. There are a lot of stories catching headlines, everything from protection of the environment to sustainable development. This year brings new challenges overshadowing the international dialogue. We read stories in the news and we see images on television. They're a world away and it's hard sometimes to connect the dots. The central part of any economic development involves energy. Overshadowing the talks this year is the nuclear negotiation with Iran and the bombing of Saudi oil production facilities that both the UK and US intelligence have connected directly with Iran. Earlier this year, President Trump seemed ready to try a negotiated approach to the dialogue with Iran, and these drone strikes have cut Saudi Arabia's oil production in half, representing about 5% of the global production of oil overnight. Iran has also restarted enriching weapons-grade materials in contravention of their nuclear treaty. These signs of aggression are attracting widespread condemnation in the West. Secondly, India's economy has grown, and so too has their appetite for energy. There's a clear and direct linkage between economic activity and energy consumption. For every unit of economic output, there is consumption of an equivalent unit of energy. India traditionally has been a major buyer of oil from Iran. If you want to see what's happening in the world economy, have a look at what's happening in the energy sector. That's where the real stuff is happening. So this week, Prime Minister Modi of India was in New York for the General Assembly, and this past weekend he was in Houston. This is not a traditional place for an Indian Prime Minister to visit while he's in the U.S. for the U.N. General Assembly. In fact, Houston is really the centerpiece of his visit. In addition to a rally that he held for a packed house of 50,000 attendees, he visited with Houston-based oil and gas companies. One of these companies is Houston-based Tellurian, and Tellurian just signed a $7.5 billion pact with India's Petronet. The agreement was signed in the presence of Prime Minister Modi. Under this agreement, Petronet will initially invest about $2.5 billion for an 18% stake in the $28 billion Driftwood LNG terminal. India will have the right to purchase 5 million tons of gas per year under this agreement. To put this in perspective, the U.S. exported 22 million tons of LNG last year, so this deal with India is a big deal. In fact, the Driftwood facility, when it's completed, will more than double the export capacity of the United States. Now, this is a real estate podcast. Why on earth would I be talking about natural gas? Turns out that I have four real estate projects within a short drive of the future site of the Driftwood LNG facility. When there's economic development on this scale, the people who work there need housing, they need retail, they need hospitals, they need storage, they need workforce housing, they need everything. Some people think that developing anything late in the economic cycle is risky. But there's not just one economic cycle. There are many cycles, almost as many cycles as there are industries. You might have a slowdown in automotive, meanwhile a boom in medical. 
You could have a slowdown in refrigerators and a boom in movies. We don't live in a single economy. We live in a collection of many hyperlocal economies. And for that reason, real estate is also hyperlocal. And we're building in a boomtown, a boomtown where these investments are long-term investments. They span economic cycles. The demand for this housing exceeds the supply, and the demand is bucking the macroeconomic trends. As a real estate investor, choosing where to invest is influenced by a number of factors. And some people like to invest close to where they live. If you happen to be lucky enough to live in an area where the numbers are compelling for now, that's great. But understand, that's not a permanent situation. Live where you want to live and invest where the numbers make sense. Now, if you're investing locally, you may have more relationships and it may be easier to get things done. But the second you step outside that tiny radius around where you live, why would you go anywhere less than excellent? Why would you choose just good or decent? Some people will look at a dartboard and aim for that part of the dartboard that's easier to hit than the highest value targets. To my way of thinking, why would you aim to miss? When we make investment decisions, we aim to hit those places where there's really strong growth of jobs, where the economic conditions favor investment, not just now, but over a sustained period of time. When we look to see what's happening at the UN General Assembly, we also want to see what deals are being struck outside the UN headquarters. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.